And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven. Good morning, Christian America. That's right. When Jesus sees the effort to bring the paralytic into his presence, he forgives that paralytic's sins. It goes to show us that his mercy, his grace, his kindness, his generosity, the willingness of Christ, that he wants us to be a part of him. He wants to invite us and to help us lead better lives here on earth in order to lead an everlasting life with him. Let's get into the word this morning as we get into the gospel of Mark chapter 2. Good morning, Christian America. And good morning, Christian America. Eddie here is always representing the Christian American revitalization effort that consists of the Christian American community on all the social media platforms. It consists of this very podcast, the Good Morning Christian America podcast, where we come to you every Monday and every Friday. Mondays, we get into the word, we get into scripture verbatim, like we're going to do today. Fridays, we cover the news and some of the issues that concern Christians across this nation. Well, you can tune in and subscribe to this podcast on any podcast platform or our Good Morning Christian America YouTube channel. We'd ask that you subscribe to that channel, hit the notifications, be notified when another video comes out. We're always putting out content. We're sharing the word of God. We're sending, we're trying to send out good messages that you uh, can be inspired, you can be educated, you can be informed. And then in turn, you take that inspiration, you take that education, you take that information and don't hold it for yourself because God's word is not meant to be controlled and to kept inside it's meant to be spread to the world and we want to encourage you to do the same I encourage you to spread god's message I encourage you to engage your fellow um christians people in your communities your friends your families uh, the people in your neighborhood at cookouts and barbecues and over thanksgiving it's past but again over thanksgiving family gatherings over christmas to come over the new years getting into 2021 we need to start thinking about what we want to put forward in our lives what we want to project into the world what we want to how we want to make a difference and not just any difference but a good difference and you can do that by spreading God's message, by spreading the message of Christ, by spreading a message of unity. Under him, we are all children of God. We are brothers and sisters. He is our father. The church is our mother, right? Jesus says these things. We don't make these things up. We're giving, we're talking about scripture verbatim. That's why we come to you on Mondays now, previously on Fridays, to get into the word of God, get into scripture, because it's important. It's the most important thing that you can do in your day. Spend some time with your Lord and Savior, praying to him and then reading his scripture so you can hear what he's got to say back to you. And each piece of scripture speaks to you. If you read it intently and you pay attention and you meditate on it, it speaks to you. And that's what we try to do to you uh, for you today is bring you clear scripture, bring to you the word of God, unchanged and in the past, today, and into the future. And once we have recognized that scripture says what it says, 
then a conversation can happen, then a discussion can take place as to what it means. And again, God speaks to each of us differently. Even though these are the same words, he speaks to us differently within those words. Things that matter to you, points in your past that can lay the groundwork for different points in your future. And so that is where the discussion should take place. But the discussion, the argument, the debate should never be between what is actually in Scripture. That's why we bring it to you verbatim. That's why I read it to you. That's why I show it to you. That way we can cover it and there can be no if, ands, or buts. And we do it in sequential form. We started the book of Matthew, chapter 1, all the way through the book of Matthew. Now we're in the book of Mark. We just finished chapter 1. We're starting chapter 2. We don't cover too much. We cover section by section, bit by bit, because it's important. It's easy to be manipulated if scripture is taken out of context. It's easy to be manipulated when portions of scripture, verses are taking, taken out of context. And you can take one, uh, one, one scripture verse from Matthew and one scripture verse from Luke and one scripture verse from the first letter to the Corinthians. And all of a sudden you take three or four in a row that have the same type of meaning, the same type of tone and tenor. And all of a sudden you can start to shape the narrative, you can shape scripture to people who are uneducated in scripture into changing it into your own agenda and, and for your own purposes. And far too many people do that. Far too many of your leaders do that. Far too many people uh, in the pulpit do that. And so it's incumbent upon us, the laity, it's you know, the, the average people, but the average people, the average person, the believer in Christ the follower of Christ, to be able to, to, to make an argument as to why you believe what you believe, why you sit in the church that you sit in, why you follow Jesus Christ as you do. And if you can't make this argument, if you, if you outsource that knowledge, if you outsource that argument to your priest or your pastor or your minister or your bishop so that they can make the argument for you, you can be led astray. You can be uh, manipulated. Very, very simple. So it's important that we know Scripture. And that's why we find it, you know, where we've come to, to in this podcast, to bring you Scripture verbatim so that you can hear it and see it for yourself. You can read it for yourself. You can follow, follow along for yourself in sequential form, in the context that it was written. And then we can have a discussion about what it means and what it means specifically for you, what it means specifically for us at this time. So today we're going to get into the book of Mark. Like I told you, the book of Mark, we're going to start on chapter two, verse one. And uh, it's this is an important. All scripture is important, but this is an important uh, portion of scripture we're about to cover. And I'll explain to you exactly why after we read it. So, again, get your Bibles. Um Turn to the book of Mark, chapter 2, the healing of the paralytic. And it starts off, it says, When Jesus returned to Capernaum, after some days it became known that he was home. Many gathered together so that there was no longer room for them, not even around the door. And he preached the word to them. 
they came bringing to him a paralytic carried by four men unable to get near jesus because of the crowd they opened the roof above him after they had broken through they let down the mat on which the paralytic was lying jesus when jesus saw their faith he said to the paralytic child your sins are forgiven now some of the scribes were sitting there asking themselves why does this man speak that way he is blaspheming who but God alone can forgive sins? Jesus immediately knew his in his mind what they were thinking to themselves. So he said, why are you thinking such things in your hearts? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven, or to say, rise, pick up your mat and walk, but that you may know that the Son of Man has the authority to forgive sins on earth. He said to the paralytic, I say to you, rise, pick up your mat and go home. He rose, picked up his mat at once and went away in the sight of everyone. They were all astounded and glorified God, saying, we have never seen anything like this. This is a well-known portion of scripture. This story is well known about the paralytic who they, they they try to bring him to christ and they can't find a way inside the house so they climb the roof and the roof crashes down right making a, a mess making a disturbance you know disturbing the sermon the teaching that jesus has going on at this time and then now everybody's stopped you would assume that they're looking up at the at the rooftop and these four men that are carrying this paralytic and they lower him down and jesus looks at him and following the scripture what it just says he heals the paralytic and then he sets the record straight and so most sermons most uh, teachings on this passage have to do with jesus's authority because that's what the bulk of this thing is about the bulk of it is about Jesus's authority to forgive sins and how the son of man, Jesus specifically says, has the power to forgive sins on earth. And later on in scripture, he gives that power to the apostles. He gives that, but that's, that's later, that's later down the line. We won't get into that. So 85% of the time that you hear somebody speak on this passage, they're going to talk about the authority of God and how the, the hypocrites and the Pharisees, they're judge people they're they're trying to judge jesus and 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 his authority saying you don't have the authority to do this who who can uh forgive sins only but god can forgive sins right and so jesus corrects that because he knows what they're thinking and he corrects it immediately on the spot all of that is true any any uh teaching any sermon on all of that is true. But we want to take a, a different approach and concentrate on a, on a slightly, uh, a, a, an easily missed portion of this scripture. I'm going to share it back with you because it's so, so very important because there's a lot of misunderstandings. And so we're going to share back this again. If you look, it, it says in, in verse 4, 
after they had broken through, they let down the mat, which the paralytic was lying. And then on verse five, what does it say about Jesus? When Jesus saw their faith, whose faith? Whose faith did Jesus see? Because it says right after that, he said to the paralytic, child, your sins are forgiven. Let's look at this passage. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, child, your sins are forgiven. When Jesus saw their faith, okay, so he's surrounded by a bunch of people. You would assume that he's not talking about those people. Right before that, it said, when they had broken through, after they had broken through, they let down the mat on which the paralytic was lying. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, your uh, child, your sins are forgiven. He's in a room full of people teaching them. That's not odd. There isn't anything necessarily extraordinary that he would recognize until he sees four men who are unnamed to us. We don't know who they are. Break through the roof in order to get their friend in front of Jesus. In order so that Jesus may have an encounter with their friend and their friend have an encounter with Jesus. When he recognizes that, he looks up there, he sees him lower the mat down in front of him. Scripture says, when Jesus saw their faith, not when Jesus saw the paralytic's faith, not when Jesus saw the crowd's faith, when Jesus saw their faith, the four men who carried their friend to the house, around the house, on top of the house, broke through the roof in order to get their friend an encounter with Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith, he, he looked at the paralytic and said, child, your sins are forgiven. What does that say to us right now? When people say that prayer does not work, when people say that prayer is just made up, prayer is meant for the, just to make you feel like you're doing something when you can't do anything. What scripture shows us today is that when your friends come to Jesus in faith on your behalf, Jesus can heal you. Again, I'm not saying this. Scripture said this. Scripture said when he saw the friend's face, when he saw their faith, he looked at the paralytic and said, child, your sins are forgiven. Because of the faith of the friends, because of the faith of the four men who carried their friend to go find Jesus, When we have someone that's lost, when we have a child, 
when we have a friend, when we have a family member, we have a brother, a sister, a mother, a father, someone, a colleague, a fellow student, a teacher, a professor, a doctor, a lawyer, doesn't matter. When we know someone who needs desperately an encounter with Jesus, we can save, we can help save that person. We can't save that person. Only Jesus can save that person. But Jesus will save that person when he recognizes your faith, when he recognizes our faith, as when he recognized their faith for that paralytic. Again, scripture doesn't say when he recognized the paralytic's faith. It doesn't even say when he recognized his faith which would have been the paralytic. It says when he recognized their faith, the ones who broke the roof for their friend and lowered him down flat on a mat in front of Jesus, the lengths that they were willing to go to, the faith that they, that they displayed on behalf of the one that they cared about, on behalf of the one that they loved, Jesus saw that and he healed that paralytic and most importantly he forgave him of his sins he's been saved Jesus saved that man not through actions of his own but because of the faith of his friends that should be encouragement to you ladies and gentlemen that should be encouragement to us today when you're out on social media Bring the word of God to your friends. Pray for them. Pray for your family. Pray for those who curse you. Pray for those who despise you. Pray for those who you've argued with. Pray for those who are of a different political persuasion than you are. Pray for those whom you know need an encounter with Jesus because when you do the faith that you display Jesus recognizes that and when it's done in earnestness and it's when it's done with conviction he forgives their sins he saves them even if they don't do anything themselves he can have that encounter. He can reach those people. And he will when we, all, the believers, the current believers, bring our friends, our family, our prayers to him on their behalf. There's something to think about. There's something to think about this Monday as you get your week started off right. As you encounter the rest of the world this week. Think about what you can do with your faith in Jesus that can lead to an encounter for someone else with our Lord and Savior and what that could mean. And so with that, ladies and gentlemen, hopefully you get some out of this message.
again, pick up the Bible yourself, go through some of these issues. Read this passage again, two, three, four times. You can speak all day on this passage. It's one paragraph, 12 verses, uh, very simple to get through, but so much depth, so much knowledge, so much wisdom, wisdom from today until the end of time. As long as people are people, as long as men are men and women are women, this scripture will be relevant until the end of time because God's word is never changing. It's when people try to change it that we run into problems. And so that's why we come to you uh, this Monday. That's why we're going to come to you on Friday to in, you know, inform you as to what's going on around this country that, that you as a Christian American should be watching, should be tracking, should be concerned with the good, bad, and the ugly. But today, we want to leave you with this passage. If you like what we do, if you support what we do, if you're trying to be a part of the Christian American community, again, we don't ask for donations. We do not ask for donations. We ask for participation. Participate in this community. And you can do that by, with a variety, of, uh, by a variety of different ways. You can subscribe to this podcast on the YouTube channel or any place that they have a, pod, a podcast platform. You can follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Parler, YouTube. You can share this video on your profile. That way you spread God's message without ever having to say anything. You can just hit share and 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 let your friends and family catch this message hopefully. Okay? We try to make it as easy as possible for the believers in Christ to be able to profess their faith without really having to say a word because there's there's so much tension and and anxiety and fear within it now we encourage you not to be fearful but if you are you don't want to put yourself out there we told we understand because the world is what the world is and we are not supposed to be of the world but we do have to live in the world and so we try to make this easy. Just share it on your social media page. Share it on your Facebook page so that others may recognize the truth when they hear it. Go to ChristianAmericanTees.com. Pick yourself up some Christian American apparel, like the hoodie that I got on for the wintertime. It's cold up here. Okay, we have hoodies. We have sweatshirts. We have T-shirts, tank tops if you want to need to work out. I know it's wintertime, but we still sell them anyway and a variety of Christian American apparel. You throw on this hoodie right here, you profess to the world that you're a believer in Christ and that Jesus lives within you right here. For as long as you have air in your lungs, you will profess the name above all names. And you can do that. You can say this. To the entire world without ever having to speak it just go to christianamericantees.com and pick yourself up a, a, a quality premium hoodie like the one that i got on right now again we don't ask for donations we want participation we want participation we need an engaged and informed and inspired christian american community that's what we're here for and that's what we hope to bring to you guys and so with that ladies and gentlemen until friday when we see you again on this podcast, you stay on fire for Christ. Stay blessed. Good morning, Christian America.